podcast, where together we can be strengthened by the living Word of God, operate in daily victory, and make hell nervous. To stay connected, check out at Lilia Petty on Instagram and Facebook. Here's your host, Lilia Petty. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Lilia Petty Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what, guys? I feel like we've been friends for a while. We've been, you know, talking for a while. We're close. You know, we know each other. So I'm going to be real with you. Um, I'm back in the closet. I'm back sitting in my closet, recording in my closet. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I, it was painful. It was painful, but I at least made it nicer. I have some space now. <laughs> and you're probably like, Lilia, you had a whole week to figure this out. I know. I know. But listen, this, the closet has the least amount of, uh, what would you say? Echoage. <laughs> Anyways, guys, happy new year. Um, it's 2022. I'm so excited for this year. I'm so excited for this year. And obviously today I'm going to be talking about the secret to leveling up in 2022. I almost said 2021. 2022. Because first of all, we have to understand that 2022 by, according to the word of God, has to be a better year than last year. So whether you had a bad year last year or you had a great year, this year is going to be even better because the Bible says that the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining brighter and brighter until the full light of day. So this year has to be even better than last year. And you know, my prayer has been like, Lord, this is going to be the next best year because it's not going to be the best year of my life because I plan to live past this year. But And next year will be even better than 2022. But I can say that this is the next best year of my life. And I'm praying the same for you guys. But today I'm going to be talking about that secret to how to level up in 2022. And, you know, if you've been following me or some of the people that I follow as well, you might know that we have started the year off um, with 21 days of fasting and prayer. 21 days of fasting and prayer and really seeking the Lord in this time to, you know, I can't think of a better way to kickstart the year than consecrating it, consecrating it to the Lord. Um, You know, giving him 21 days that I'm going to really seek him and build up your spirit and put your flesh under. And you might be like, why would I starve myself for 21 days? In the beginning of the year. Why would you do this, Lily? Why would you do this? And I hope that after today, you can kind of understand the why. Because it's not starving yourself. Let me tell you right now, it's not starving yourself at all. And especially when you understand the benefits of fasting, it makes it so much easier. Because rather than just abstaining from food, you're really seeking the Lord and getting so many more benefits out of it than you would with a full tummy. So, today we're going to be talking about that. And before I get too much into it... um. While I did learn a lot about fasting through the Bible, of course, I did use these two books to really help me to understand fasting, and um, I want to give—I want to tell you guys about them. So, uh, if you guys don't know who Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is, you're gonna want to go follow him, subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's posting a lot about fasting right now, but just in general, his broadcasts are super helpful, and you know. Like, I watched them so often when I first got saved to try to, like, just learn with this whole Christian thing. And it's—I still watch them all the time because they're super helpful. So, 
go check them out. But the books that I've been reading that really helped me to understand fasting and how to fast and why we fast and the benefits of fasting and what not to do while fasting. Um, he has two books. One of them is called A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. And the other one is called, I have it as an ebook. So uh, there we go. The 21 Day Fast Field Guide by Ted Schulzer Jr. Uh, the 21 Day Fast Field Guide is more like of a devotional style book, but they're both so helpful. And even if you're not fasting right now, get them. Get them and read about it, and it'll encourage you to fast, and you'll start to want to fast. And that's saying something, because who wants to not eat food? Who wants to not eat food? And I'm just telling you right now that the Lord knows that. He knows that food is awesome. Like, I love my food. He knows that. The Lord's got it down. But when he sees you um, push the plate, he notices that level of dedication and he'll reward you. And I'm going to talk today not about all the benefits of fasting because honestly, there are so many. There are so many benefits that I could do multiple um, podcasts about it. But today I want to talk about one that really has been... um, on the front of my mind this whole week so far because it's been about one week of the 21 day fast and you know throughout this podcast just know it's not too late to join it's not too late to join and if you've never fasted before don't start with a 21 day fast don't start with a 21 day fast i am speaking from experience i started last year my first ever fast i started with the 21 days and don't get me wrong the Lord blessed it so much, and there are so many benefits, and I have so many testimonies, not just from during the 21 days, but throughout the year that I'm like, I don't think that would have happened had I not sought the Lord in the beginning of the year. Um, but while there are so many benefits, it really was painful. So, you know, start off with a 6 to 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., skipping just like a meal or two and then you know start like go to a day go to three days go to a week and eventually get to 21 days but during this time uh, time of prayer and fasting it might be a good idea to start getting into it since there's so many resources right now so like there's so many other people fasting right now that it's like a community you know you can like everybody's encouraging each other so now's a good time to jump in but Um, I want to talk about it a little bit today because I don't want to ever tell somebody to fast just because I said to fast. It becomes a religious thing and also they're just going to be starving themselves if they don't know what to do while fasting. Um, And before I really get started, um, I want to tell you that not every Christian is at the same level. Yes, we are like all one in the body of Christ and united uh, through Jesus Christ our Savior, but we don't all operate at the same level and you might still be confused. Um, but think about this. Think about somebody who is newly saved. You know, they don't know like really like what the word says. They don't know how to operate. They don't know what they need to take out of their life or start doing. All they know is they want Jesus. They just got saved, right? Like they just got saved, but there's somebody who's been faithfully and, um, really pressing into the Lord for 50 years, you can imagine that there's going to be a bit of a different level, you know, like somebody operating, um, doing crusades and somebody like not doing anything, which we see in the body of Christ. There are Christians that operate at a different level. And I know there's no comment section, but there's a review section though, if you want to, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. But, um, (laughs) uh, 
If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Your level of devotion to the kingdom determines your level of operation. So as you press in to devoting yourself to the Lord, you can start to operate at a higher level. 2 Timothy 2.20 says... Let's see. Um, now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but, a, but um, also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So right there we see that that there are two types of vessels. There's one that is made of gold and silver and one of wood and clay. Um, one for honorable use, one for dishonorable use. And we want to be the vessels that are made of gold and silver, that are strong, that you know aren't going to crack under pressure like um, a vessel of wood and clay would. It makes me think in middle school, <laughs> I, I, I love art. I, I love art, but you know, it's it's not what I'm called to do, so I don't do it too much, but I do like to do it on the occasion. But in middle school, uh, I loved art, and I was in, like, the advanced art class. And there was always, like, that one week that, you that you know, the teacher would bring out the big blocks of clay, and you'd make your little vase, and, um, you know, I was always, like, I would, I would always, like, give them to my parents for, like, Mother's Day or Father's Day. Um, a little tip for if you're in middle school and you're doing a clay project give it to your parents. They love it. They'll put their jewelry in it. Anyways, anyways, anyways. I remember they had the cheapest clay ever and it made me so mad. I was like, I know this is like cheap clay because it would fall apart as you were making it. You'd put it in the kiln, which is like the giant furnace that it would cook in. And then when it would come out, um, it was like so fragile you would push even the littlest bit on it especially if there's like a thin part and it would just shatter it would just crack it would break and it was horrible I hated it um I'm surprised that my like vases are still in one piece today <laughs> but I think about that I don't want to be that type of um vase that comes out of the kiln and then you just push on it even the littlest bit and it just shatters and then you have no gift to give to your parents no I want to be the vessel of gold and silver that it doesn't break under pressure it's strong and the bible says that it's for honorable use so God when you're when you're that vessel that's strong God is able to use you more so in the body of Christ there's the weak vessels and there's the strong vessels and the strong ones can really be used by God and we want to be a strong vessel and we can really become that strong vessel partly through prayer and fasting which is why I want to get into into this today because your level of devotion to the kingdom determines your level of operation as we devote ourselves to the kingdom as we devote ourselves to God as we devote ourselves to him not only through like little acts like putting our phone down and opening our bible and and um separating from our friends for a little bit to pray to the Lord. Not only are those ways that we can devote ourselves to the kingdom, but also by fasting and by crucifying your flesh. Um, the Bible says in Galatians, actually, before I get to that, let me explain what is fasting because before I get into this and you get all hype about the type of fast you're going to do, let me tell you what is fasting. The Hebrew word for fasting, and um, I didn't know this until I read um, A Biblical Guide to Fasting by Ted Schultz Jr., 
Uh, the Hebrew word for fasting, I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I'm just going to embarrass myself, but it's spelled T-S-O-W-M. And it means to fast, but it also means to close the mouth. To close the mouth. So that means that when we're fasting, we're closing our mouths. We're not eating. Because a lot of people think that fasting means, you know, uh, deleting social media for a week, putting your phone away for a week, whatever it may be. And they call it fasting. And while those things are good to separate from, especially during fasting, you shouldn't just be scrolling through Instagram to pass the time. You should be pressing in. But it's not called fasting. We should get rid of those things to press closer to the Lord. But fasting is not eating. It's pushing the plate. It's it's abstaining from food and like putting food aside and saying, God, I want you more. And, you know, he notices like he notices that, like I said earlier, I love food, but I love the Lord more. Um, okay, so Galatians 5.24 says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. So what does it mean to crucify the flesh? Because it says that those who are, are Christ have crucified the flesh its passions and desires. And we want to be as close to Jesus, as close to Christ as we can. So um, how do we crucify the flesh? What does that mean? Well, let me explain this to you. You are, you have three parts, okay? You are a spirit. And you, you know, you might have heard this before. A lot of people say this. And if you haven't gotten it down, write it down, memorize it. It'll help you a lot through many topics in life. But you are a spirit, okay? That is the real you. Your spirit man is the real you. You have a soul. That is your mind, your will, your emotions. But you live inside of a body. Your, your body is, you know, the skin and bones, um, in flesh, you see, like if you look at your hand right now, that is your body. And your body's also called the flesh. So you have a three, you're made of three parts, right? Now, many times, many uh, Christians, they're very strong in the flesh. And that, so that means like, you know, their spirit really wants to do something, but their flesh overrules that. For example, say if you're like, I know I should go read my Bible, but I want to um, sit and scroll through Instagram. That's your flesh that wants to sit and scroll through Instagram. Uh, Matthew 26, 41 says the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. So your spirit wants to do things for God. Your spirit wants to be obedient. Your spirit wants to serve God. It wants to press, press in, um, and be more devoted to God. But your flesh is like, ah, oh, I can wait till tomorrow. Uh, you know, I want to binge watch Netflix instead. So we have to put our flesh under and it can level. That's how we can level up in 2021. Or, oh my gosh, 2022. Wow. Maybe we'll get there eventually. It's always like that first month. It's so hard to remember what year it is. But that's how we can level up is by crucifying our flesh and building up our spirit man. Um, it's really hard to explain this without, you know, being in person or you seeing a visual. But my friend would always give this illustration where he'd call three people out from, like, the crowd. And they, he'd have those three people stand there. And the tallest person would be the uh, body, the flesh. And whoever's the middle height would be the soul. And whoever's the shortest would be the spirit. And he lines them up with the person who's the body, you know, the tallest person, being the front of the line and he would stand in front of them and he would look at the person who's the body and you know he can only see the body he can't really hear or see what the spirit man is saying he can't really he doesn't know what they're doing but he just knows what the flesh is saying uh what the flesh looks like the emotions of the flesh you know all that 
But then he'll have the person who is the flesh sit down. And that's us crucifying the flesh, which we do through fasting as the fastest way to crucify the flesh. So when you fast, you know, the person who's the body is, uh, sits down and the soul sits down. And now, and now you can see clearly the spirit man, know exactly what he's saying. And I think that's very important to get down because a lot of people think that we fast so then God can hear us. And while our level of devotion might, um, might uh, pull God to act on our lives and answer our prayers, it is so we can, fasting is so we can clearly hear God. So it can help us to clearly hear God's call for our lives and we can run with divine momentum. So maybe now you understand like what is fasting? Fasting is crucifying the flesh and we build up our spirit, man. And um, I'm just telling you, you know, like while there's like specific biblical benefits, God can, it's, it's, there's so much breakthrough that can come through fasting. You know, there's been times where I would be stressing out about something like, like, God, what is your direction on this? God, what is it? What is it? You know, like sweating while praying and speed tongues and (laughs) like really trying to get a direction from the Lord for something. And all it took was one day of fasting and prayer. And I got my answer. So maybe that'll encourage you. But now we're probably like really far into the podcast. But the main thing I wanted to talk about today, um, because, you know, I can't just jump right in without you understanding what fasting is. Like, I don't want you to just delete social media and expect major breakthrough. Like, while that is still a good thing, God might need more of your attention. You can delete social media. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about fasting from food. So the real thing, the one of the... uh, The benefit I really want to talk about today is how when you fast and you devote yourself to the Lord, it allows you to operate at a greater anointing, okay? A greater anointing. First of all, understand this. You are anointed. If you are saved and you know that the Holy Spirit lives in you, you are anointed because, you know, the Holy Spirit, the the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells within you. He dwells in you. So you are anointed. You know, you don't have to work up more anointing. You might want a fresh touch from the Lord, but you don't need a fresh, like, uh, like, or, okay, you might get like a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. That's a good thing to pray about. But like, just know that you are anointed. So you don't have to say, Lord, please anoint me. You are anointed. So you might be like, okay, if I'm already anointed, then what's the benefit of prayer and fasting? Like, how does that make me operate at a greater um, anointing? And I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, read from you, read to you some things from the Bible that really help understand this. But first, this is an analogy that, uh, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., explained in his book, um, imagine like a dam, okay? So, you know, you have a big wall of like cement and on one side there, you know, it's filled to the top with water. On the other side, there's dry ground. So the water is the anointing. Okay? And the wall is your carnal nature, your flesh. That's that's your flesh. If you remove one brick from that wall, so say say that brick could be like, you know, you put your phone down and decide to read the Bible instead. That's really pressing in and um you know, you're you're putting the flesh under a little bit by doing that. And so imagine a brick being taken off of that wall. Like a, just a little you poke a tiny hole in it. 
only a small stream of water would come through, right? And you know, you're like, it's not that powerful. If you don't know, if you didn't know how much water was behind it, you'd be like, there's not that much water, right? But imagine if you bulldoze that wall. Water would rush so fast. Like, I would not want to be on the other side of that wall. But the water would come through at a large amount and very fast, and it would be so powerful. That's how it is when we fast. When we fast, or when we're not fasting, you know, and we're building up our flesh, choosing our flesh over our spirit man, you know, that wall is just getting thicker and thicker and thicker. But when you fast, it completely tears down that wall and the anointing that's already inside of you, the water's already there. It You can operate in it at such a greater level. And that's how we're going to level up in 2022 is we're going to, we're going to, you know, bulldoze that dam that might have been holding back that water. You know, that wall is crashing down and that water can come flowing and you can operate at that greater level of anointing. Um, Mark 9, 29 or around there, um, that's just a specific verse I want to read. You know, there's a boy and he, he is, um, he has a demon inside of him that's, you know, trying to kill him, basically. Long story short. And the disciples couldn't cast out this demon. He could, they couldn't cast it out. But Jesus could. Jesus told the boy to, like, he told the demon to get out of him. And he was set free. But, okay, this is the verse I really want to read. The disciples came to him in uh, private and asked Jesus, you know, why could we not cast out that demon? And this is Jesus's answer. And this has been really powerful. You know, it's powerful to many people because a lot of people have been running with this verse. But I mean, this is something that's really stood out to me um, through this specific 21 day days of fasting and prayer. Uh, Mark 9, 29 says, so he said to them, he is in Jesus, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So the disciples, the reason why they couldn't cast out that demon is because, you know, they hadn't prayed and fasted enough. So, you know, maybe you've prayed for some of your friends who have been sick and, you know, you don't see anything happen. That might be because, you know, you need to really press in to prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting allows you to operate at that greater level of anointing. Um... If you remember Moses in Exodus 34, Moses, um, when he's rewriting or when the Lord, of course, rewrites the Ten Commandments for him, he fasts 40 days and 40 nights. He and he does. It says uh, he neither ate bread nor drank water. So that's a supernatural fast because, you know, we could not do that. You can't go that long without water. So this is a supernatural fast. But. Moses is on Mount Sinai and he's seeking the Lord. Let me just read this to you. I'm going to start at verse 28 and go to verse 30. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he and this is Moses, by the way. Uh, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Then Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face, pay attention to this, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone, Be, basically it was like it shined, because he had not, because he had been talking with God. Aaron and all the peoples of Israel saw Moses, and behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. So we see that as Moses was on Mount Sinai, and he talked to the Lord, his, 
his face became bright. The anointing was visible on the skin of his face. And, you know, it's not just some like, oh, I feel blessed. Like, no, mo- like the people could see it. The pe- it was a visible anointing that was on him. And it, and it allowed him to operate at a higher level. Um, now, Luke 4, or it's around, okay, the end of Luke 3, um, it's after Jesus is baptized and we see the Trinity. Jesus is led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness and also fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And there we see that he's tempted by the devil, but, you know, he uses the word to completely just destroy the devil. Um, and, you know, while you're fasting and praying, get into your word. That's a side note. Get into your word. Um, never give the devil an opportune time. You know, as you read the word, not only does it, make, does it help you fast because it's like it's spiritual bread. Um, but it also, you have an answer for any time the devil tries to tempt you. So, uh, you know, the devil tempts Jesus in the wilderness, but this is the part I want to read to you. So we, so we read earlier, like a few seconds ago, if you already forgot, well, uh, okay. So, um, I read earlier about how Moses came down from the mountain and his face shone, but re- listen to this. It's Luke 4, 1. And Jesus, full of the Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Um, I want to read that from a different transi- translation. Hold up. Let's see. Luke 4, verse 1. Bear with me. Um, okay, this is being so slow. But some of uh, translations says filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He was filled with power. Why is this being so slow? Okay, anyways, you guys get the point. So we see, and then, and then you know, Jesus starts his ministry. He goes out and he starts preaching to people. And, and they're like, wow, he preaches with such authority. We see that, that, you know, coming out of fasting and prayer, Moses and Jesus, you know, they weren't weak. Yes, they were hungry. Even Jesus was hungry. You know, you might be sitting here like, I don't want to fast because I'm going to be so hungry. I can't do it. No, you can do it. Even Jesus was hungry and he did it. So, um, but we see how they came out and they weren't just weak, skinny dudes. Like, no, they came out in power. They came out full of the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit was so upon them. Um, yeah, Jesus full of the spirit um let's see i had another scripture but my the ipad is just tweaking now um so i want to encourage you i want to encourage you that if you've never fasted before start now start now now if you're not saved Get saved because otherwise you're just starving yourself. But understand that fasting is such a groundbreaking thing. And if you look before, let me get practical with you for a second. Because, you know, I remember the first time I fasted, you would have thought that the world was ending. People were like, Lilia, you are going to die. And... While I might have been fasting 21 days for the first time ever, I was not going to die. Because if you look it up, there are many benefits to fasting. It is actually very, very healthy for you. 
my phone just decided to be dumb and give me a notification and just turn off the recording. Anyways, 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 where was I? Fasting's not going to kill you. Um, oh, yeah, it's very, very good for you. It's so good for you. Um, and you can look all into that later. I'm not super into that. But if you do the research, you know, you can prove those people wrong who are like, you're going to fast. You're going to skip breakfast. You're going to die. You're going to die. Um, you're not going to die. Um, but I really do want to encourage you to fast, you know, and, and learn about fasting. If you don't know much about fasting and this is the first time you're ever hearing about it, press in, read from the word of God stories where they fasted and prayed and see all the amazing victories the Lord brought, brought them because they fasted and prayed. Um, look, look up people on YouTube, all the Shuttlesworths. They got great content. Um, but and, you know, you can always ask me questions if you have more questions regarding fasting. You know, you want to get into it, but you don't know too much. And you're kind of scared. What will my family think about this? Uh, how, like, should I do it when I work this job? I, you can ask me questions because everybody's situation is different. But, um, and if you are already on the 21-day fast, keep it up. Keep going till the end. You got this. A moment of food is not worth what God will do if you keep pressing in, you know? Like... Focus on the benefits of afterwards than the right now feeling because your tummy's going to grumble. That's the truth. That's the truth. Your tummy's going to grumble, okay? But um, also, if you are planning on joining me on this 21-day fast, we're doing liquids. So it's liquids only. Uh, so no, like, food, of course, because that's the whole point of fasting. But we're not doing just water. Um, we're doing coffee juice sparkling water um broth that's all i can think of right now gum <laughs> but um yeah like main like all liquids low calorie uh not like smoothies because you know you could just blend up chick-fil-a and while that sounds gross it is true um you know you might as well just eat the fruit so uh juice is good but we're doing a liquid only fast there are so many resources i can set you up with even if you're just doing a one day fast even if you're just doing a one day fast let me know and i will send you some great resources um yeah so father in the name of jesus i thank you so much for everyone listening i pray father that they have a blessed 2022 that is the bet the next best year of their life father and we thank you for it in advance i pray that if anybody is um considering fasting that you would uh strengthen them to do the to do the fast for lord it is your will for people to fast um so i pray that you strengthen them and that they'd see their prayers answered that you'd move on their behalf uh, Father, I thank you for everything you're doing on this earth and that you have planned to do in 2022. And we just love you so much, God. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Be blessed. I love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you later. Bye, guys.